Welcome to another episode of Pro-Am Disc Golf. I'm Gavin Goodwin. And I'm Chris Telesbo. I'm your amateur. And I'm your professional. And I nailed the intro. I remembered how to do it. That's right. It's not your first time. <laughs> Muscle memory kicked in. <laughs> uh, Chris, it's good to be back. Yes. Good to see you. We haven't seen each other for a little while. I know, I, but I did go disc golfing. Ooh, we'll talk about that. Which is almost as good as hanging out here. I know. Almost. I know. It is good. It is good. I went disc golfing too. Let's just talk about it. Let's just get into that. Okay. Uh, go. I have been like super crazy busy and kind of had this weird sickness. So I haven't played a lot recently. But the last time I played, I played the Canyons, which is one of our mountain courses here. Awesome. And two years ago, so not this current summer, but last summer it was closed. It was not open because they were reworking some lifts and the area that it was in. Uh, so this summer it's open again. And... Disc golf isn't their highest priority mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as their summer activities. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard, to, a little bit hard to find information. Like there's not a good map up there. Um, they used to have good maps, but they had reworked the course. So I, I just assumed that I've skied there since. So I know there's only like one or two holes that needed to be changed. Um, so I got there and you, the way you go to it is you ride up a gondola and then you used to ride up another lift to get to the top of hole one or to get to hole one. And then you'd play down. And then okay. ride the gondola back home. And the, the nine went around kind of like there. But uh, so I got there. <laughs> this time I got off the gondola and I look over and the lift is not running. Like it's shut down for the summer. Hmm. And I thought, oh, bummer. So I hike all the way up. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not that bad. Like it's it's the beginning run. But okay. I mean, it was a good hike. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Uh, especially with all my discs and water on my back. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I start looking for baskets. I'm like, well, I can't find this one. That's weird. So I know where this other pad is a little bit better, and it's kind of bushwhacking in. Can't find it. Oh, no. I know where the next one is. Lose a disc, like throwing oh, no. at a basket that's not there. But the thing is, I saw baskets coming up that were in similar spots or the same spots. So you just figured they were all... I figured they were all there. Yeah. Uh, and no, they aren't. Oh, so, no. when I'm, so walking back down, I start to getting to where the baskets are. And I'm like, oh, this is hole 16 when it should be, used to be like three. <laughs> so uh, come to find out they'd completely reworked the course. And now it actually plays pretty well. You just ride at the gondola and then what used to be 10 is now one. Okay. And so you play what used to be the back nine, you play that as the front nine. And then the back nine they redid, basically. Um, I think a couple of the holes are still the same, maybe. But... Um, it's all you. It's all walkable, so it's just a big walking loop now. And you do go up, have some elevation change, but not like. Do you end to. up at the top of the gondola, and ride it back down, or, do you, or yes, you, yes? Okay, you don't play all the way down. No, okay. you don't play all the way down. That would be uh, just the way that this gondola works. You'd have to hike up another mountain because it crosses oh, the valley. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, or take a really long yeah walk back, uh, which would be fun, but you'd be probably like 50, 60 holes <laughs> to get you down there. That would, I was going to say that would be fun, but in mountains, that would be... That'd be a lot. Exhausting. Yeah. Be fun for a while. They don't make bright enough discs after a while. <laughs> yeah. Just 50 feet at a time. But it was fun. I, uh, part of, part of the sport is figuring out where holes are and where T-pads are. Uh, and I feel like as soon as I get a course down, they change stuff. <laughs> so I totally know where I'm going. 
Yeah. Wait, nope. Nope. No, I don't. Nope. I was way off and no one was around me and I was completely <laughs> lost. But it's fun. But you figured it out. Yeah. Nice. No, we did. It was also something uh, kind of flattering happened. So on what's now hole two, um, it's a it's a very gentle pitch. It's If you're familiar with skiing, they have what's called a magic carpet, which is like a surface lift. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's literally like the toddler beginning terrain at this resort and you're throwing up that so it's not steep uh and it's probably 320 straight okay. up 300 320 and then dog leg left okay. um and uh there was a group of like six or seven in front of me that i think i just rented discs so they do rent discs there which is nice and we're just up you know figuring it out and they, you know, I, I finished out on one and they saw me coming. They said, oh, you can just play through. I was like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Which was, I was grateful for it. Yeah, group of seven. I would have been bummed. <laughs> and they were like. Learning. Yeah. Like a seven. <laughs> like seven, seven shots to get in. Yeah. Uh, so I stepped up to the tee and I threw it and it went, you know, about 300-ish feet and finished and did what it should have done. And I'm like, whoa, you are so good. <laughs> uh, I was like, mm, awesome. not, not really, but thank you. Awesome. So it's all relative. I'm way better than someone who's in, never played. In that moment, you were exceptional. Yeah, Maybe the them, best they've ever seen. I was. Uh, you know what? I very well may have been yeah. the best they'd ever seen. You're the best in the world for those. Because I don't know that they've ever like looked it up online or anything there else. I go. think they just saw it in a pamphlet and decided to try. And that, so. I mean, that's that's still cool. That's awesome. Oh, it was. I felt like, yeah. A little I mean, smirk. Yeah, it's like dunking on an eight-foot hoop and kids being like, Whoa. like a bunch of seven-year-olds being blown away by it. Yeah. Feels kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I got that three inch vertical, son. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) You can dunk a basketball, can't you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Still. We've talked about it. Chris is tall. He's also pretty athletic. And he played volleyball. Yeah. That's a lot of jumping. Yeah. I used to jump very high. What was your vertical? Probably got up to about 38, 39. That's a lot. 37. That's a lot. Somewhere up there. It was high. I... I don't know what I know. I think I measured it like twice in my life at like presidential physical fitness challenges. Uh, but it wasn't definitely wasn't that. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't measure vertical as much. I used to measure how high I could touch. Yeah. And I got up to 11 foot nine, which is, well, that's what I mean. That's, that's the way that we measured it. It's like, it's got the, well, I guess jump standing up and, and the, then minus. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, the, the little thing that's got the, the spinny, spinny bars. bars. Yeah, and yeah. You, flap, you, you whack it. Yeah. Which is a pretty clever invention. It's brilliant. Yeah. Half-inch interval. Yeah. Um, I mean, and if you just get longer nails. Three inches. Yeah. Ah! Ow, That'd be a long nail. Uh, you know what? Just reinforce it. Just tape it up. <laughs> tape and popsicle sticks to your fingernail to yeah. cheat a jump test. Yeah. Just. There we go. <laughs> Pro tip. Just wear your Wolverine costume from Halloween. <laughs> oh, oh goodness oh. okay uh well, disc golf yeah disc golf. and you played disc golf i also played yeah uh coincidentally i played our other mountain course um up at solitude mountain resort uh, i played this morning as we're recording because um, we have the solitude open next weekend and i haven't played there this year and i was thinking about it and i know the course pretty well i've played it probably a hundred times in my life but discs change a lot and how i play changes a lot so i was like i should probably take something up there and see how it flies because in the valley we're at like 4,500 feet above sea level maybe a little bit less it's solitude 73 i think the course starts around 85 oh wow it's that high i think it finishes at about eight wow 
it's it's high it's high enough that there's a difference yeah so i took a bunch of random stuff like three discs that are always in my bag plus like seven that i thought would work just to get the elevation feels in so uh it was awesome it's beautiful it's serene i just love being up there the golf was pretty good uh but the flights like even knowing that i'm gonna gain stability surprises me like i took a, just a stock fusion raider which even at 4500 down here is kind of like a if i throw it really hard it's gonna flip to flat and then finish like it's it's got some play in it i took it up there i threw it really hard and it just dumped immediately and i was like oh so good because of the elevation gain and i totally yeah. forget about it um but i'm glad i went i did okay and I kind of have an idea how next weekend's going to go. Well, that's good. Because next weekend is? Solitude Open. Solitude Open, which is so one of our bigger tournaments. Three-round tournament up on our mountain course. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's awesome. It's a, such a good time. But um, playing Solitude, which has been in for a while, I think they've got like old Mach 2s, maybe 3s. I don't know the difference. They're both old. It's the one with like the nubs on top and no band around them. The nubs just like stick out yep. and the chains hang on those. Um, and then I was watching the Kiss the Sky footage from Colorado. Spin TV put that out. Um, and that's even higher. That's at like ten or 12,000 feet. And their baskets are even older. And it got me thinking, uh, like a hypothetical. That's what oh. I'll, I'll go with here. Um, would you rather play a course that's very much your style and you love the shots and you love the scenery, etc., with garbage baskets, or would you rather play a course that you don't like at all, whether it's, you know, say you like short wooded courses, so long ball golf or just like something course. you yeah, don't yeah, enjoy yeah, yeah. playing with really good targets. For me, it probably would be long ball golf. Like that just isn't as fun for me. Yeah. So, and then what's your favorite kind of course? Uh, Probably like a mountain style course. So I would you rather play a mountain course, like beautiful scenery, nice walk, fresh air, baskets. animals with garbage baskets, or a really long flat ball golf course with really good targets? That's a good question because it's easy to say, uh, well, it's easier to go either way kind of on a knee jerk. Like, well, no, I don't want to lose strokes just because. Um, and if you, if you watch the kiss the sky footage, you'll understand kind of why I say this. I only had like one and a half today. But I think the Mach 3s are better than those old one chain. I don't even know what those are yeah. in Colorado. But the best jump putt I've thrown this year. Stick. Pretty much. Yeah, the best jump putt I have thrown this year, like 80 feet, maybe more. I don't know as far as perfect hyzering in high center straight through. It's like, cool. I wasn't even upset because I was up there. So I was thinking yeah. about this. Lined up with Kiss the Sky. What you got? I, I gotta say, I would rather play the course that I like. Um, and I could say that because, well, on a long ball course, I'm giving up strokes anyway, cause I can't throw, you know, four or 500 feet. So it's gonna, you know, par five is I'm lucky to get five on. Uh, but even if you're going to take that all out and make, you know, all things being equal as far as scoring, uh, I definitely score worse on finicky baskets because i don't know anybody who doesn't I mean, th they just kind of cost you a couple yeah yeah um and they can cost you those real frustrating ones and especially at a place like solitude where a bad roll could be really 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 bad yeah bad roll can be two or three strokes <laughs> yeah absolutely 
um, or just a disc that you like lost. And usually also we possible. like our putters. Also so, possible. Uh, but I got to say, for me and the way that I play, from an, as an amateur perspective, I'd rather be playing somewhere that I'd like being. Um, and I like being in the mountains. I agree. I, I'm still, my favorite course I've ever played is uh, Spearfish in South Dakota. Like, yeah, you know, it's just a mountain that course. sounded really nice. It's not, the elevation change isn't that dramatic because it's not, uh, it's probably only. Yeah, I mean, it's like the rolling hills, right? It's not so much the Rockies. I mean, it's on a cliff side, but okay. it's a cliff that you can scramble up. Okay. You know, it's not sheer cliffs. But it, I think uh, your elevation change from, like, your highest point to your lowest is probably 400 feet, which isn't bad. Oh, that's, but, yeah, that's still decent. But uh, that's spread out. Like, your first gain of, like, 230 feet is steep. Like, you're up a cliff. Uh-huh. And then beyond that, it's just rolling up a foothill. Okay. So, uh, but... If anybody else has played that course, right in. It's fantastic. It's so much to fun. make it out there. Yeah, it's. I ha- it's hard to say it's worth the drive because that's an awful drive. <laughs> it's what like sixteen, eighteen hours. No, from here to there, it's probably like eight. Oh, really? Yeah, but okay. there's. I mean, the only reason why. The only thing near there is Sturgis, South Dakota. So like the the so you got, you gotta, yeah you got to go for Sturgis. In fact, it's very close to the Sturgis Rally, and I have no interest in going to the Sturgis Rally personally. Oh, chaos. Um, yeah, I don't like crowds, and I don't like loud noises, and that's what like, about a crowd of loud noises? Exactly. <laughs> I double negative. Like, does that does that fix it? <laughs> it's awful. Uh, there's a in my one of the neighborhoods that one of my rental properties is in. Um, I've been spending time there because I've had to do some repairs lately. And I've seen this guy driving around, and I think I know where he lives now. Okay. But uh, if anybody's familiar with the Honda Ruckus, it's a scooter. Yeah, the little... Yeah, it's like a like a motor... Like a, like a street-legal scooter, but moped... Type, not a moped, but an actual scooter. And it's got kind of the bare bones, just tube frame. It's kind of like a... Okay, yeah. No, I do know what it is. Yeah. So, but it's a scooter. I think they're kind of cool. I like scooters. I don't anything against scooters. Um, but this guy has straight piped his Honda Ruckus, which means he's taken out the muffler, and it is just as loud as anything possibly could be. It's as loud as is a like a race car, and I'm, it's a scooter. And I think he's done extra stuff to make it louder. And he rides around. Oh uh, gosh! Uh, when he's actually in the neighborhood, he was kind of putzing along, which I was appreciative yeah. of. But I, I, I don't know what it is, but like those kind of noises, like a straight piped motorcycle, almost makes me no- nauseous. Huh. I, I just I, I loathe those kinds of sounds. Okay, good so, to know. In context. They're fine. Like a monster truck rally is awesome. If you've ever, never been to a monster truck rally, you need to go. It's like five bucks. Uh, <laughs> unless you live in LA or New York. Yeah. But bring earplugs and go and have a great time. Okay. Uh, but just when I'm trying to, you know. Do anything. An, in a quiet neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So uh, how did I get on that? I don't know. I forgot. Oh, Sturgis. <laughs> Yes, Sturgis mountains. Harley. Yeah, uh, but it's a great course. <laughs> Straight pipe ruckus from Sturgis, from South Dakota, from mountain golf. So we, your answer was mountains. <laughs> That's my answer. What about you? Uh, I agree. Um, What's your favorite kind of course? Mountain. Is it? Okay. 100%. Um, every mountain course I've played, 
has clearly defined fairways, elevation gain loss, different shot shapes. It makes you showcase throwing shots more than making putts. So if you get in the rough rough, it's a scramble. It's difficult. You can't just be like, well, I'm going to lean out and make my 80-foot putt. Whereas a lot of park courses, like, oh, you hit a tree, bummer. You can still throw in from there. Um, and even with frustrating baskets, like, the, I'll keep referencing the kiss the sky footage. Not a plug for spin at all, but they count how many spit outs they get. So the first one was like hole two, right? Somebody's putt comes out and they're like, ah, there's one. And they counted for the whole round, maybe the whole event. I don't know. Yeah. And as long as you can remember that it's just like, it's okay. Yeah. Which sometimes I really can't. You guys know I hate baskets that suck. Well, no. And that's not where you're going to play an A tier tournament or an NT mm-hmm. tournament, you know? Uh, but. But you the know, scenery how you beat and a just beautiful like, course. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, the one in Tahoe that I played a little bit had kind of older, not so nice baskets, but boy, was it beautiful. And I kind of didn't care. I'm like, yep. Again, if I'm playing for money and I'm trying to make my living doing this, and it's a little more frustrating. Yes, it would be because it strokes matter a lot more. And mm-hmm. if it's like, you know, I drove all the way out here and I need to make enough gas money to drive to the next tournament mm-hmm. and I got a spit out that shouldn't have been a spit out. And I'm and that cost you 500 bucks, which it very well could, mm-hmm. you know, if you're at a certain level or more. Yeah. Um, they're thousand dollar strokes. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could be just, you're thousand. not getting paid now. Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> now, you, now you just drove out here for nothing. Yep. Uh, been there. Yeah. Um, thankfully that's not how you, for you in that yeah, situation, no, I'm not, not how you were, like living, no. but um, there are people that do that, and that's that would be very frustrating. Which, it, again, is a good thing that they have, you know, a certain limited, you know, models of baskets that they allow mm-hmm. for those tournaments because they've proven themselves the most reliable, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not good enough <laughs> to put basket over course. I'm not. I guess, I guess I'm not either. Um, I just hate bad targets. I do too. But I'd still take good course. But I'd rather play a beautiful course that's just uh, Memorable. object targets. Yeah, yeah. Than a. See, uh, I, I think object targets are better than baskets. I do too. Because it's you don't consistent. Spit out. It's like you hit it, you it's don't. Consistent. Yeah, I mean, it can be harder if it's like a six six inch. Yeah, do a six pole. inch tone pole. Yeah. Cool. Fixed it. Yeah. It'll never happen, but no. the, the idea kind of relays what we needed to there. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was relevant. Yeah. Other news. If you've never played mountain golf, you must. It's the best. It really is fun. And uh, you'll be very surprised at how understable you need to go to throw a straight uphill. Oh, yeah. We have a... The, the normal 18 in solitude, hole 5, is 313 feet. And it's probably like a... What? 30 degree incline i don't know it's steep i don't know how steep 30 is very steep it's it's steep 30 i mean when you're on it yeah yeah, yeah. well steep. i know i've been on 45 and you can't walk yeah on looking 45. at a protractor it doesn't look that steep but i've been on a 45 on roof and i almost just, you'd almost just fall off yeah no it's very steep so it's, it's probably 20 30 like it's a pretty yeah. steep hill 313 feet like 45 degree pitch and skiing would be uh Usually that's you're in double black diamond territory. Yeah, that's like moguls on that hill just to well, control yourself. The, well, no, the moguls are there because they can't 
right? A, a they cat, can't groom. A cat can't get there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not without winching up. Do they not form from people skiing it? Exactly. Oh, but yeah, they don't yeah, put yeah. them there. You okay. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, what what prevents moguls from being everywhere on the mountain are the cats. snow cats. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid the skiers. Machines. Um. Anyway, that's eighteen-year-old me complaining. <laughs> anyway, three hundred thirteen feet. You're like, oh, okay. Like, wait, 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 wait. Is that eighteen-year-old you? Because eighteen-year-olds have snowboarded. He was, yeah. Uh, you want to know who makes the worst moguls? Skiers, snowboarders. Skiers. No, skiers moguls are shapely and round, and you can ski around them. Snowboarders moguls, because they just throw one edge, are all trapezoidal and awkward and weird, and they're the most difficult. Um. Well, I can't argue you. You're a ski expert. <laughs> that is. <laughs> but ski moguls are hard to snowboard on. Oh, absolutely. That's but snowboard moguls are hard to do anything <laughs> on. <laughs> well, that's awkward. <laughs> anyway, 313 feet. Okay. Straight uphill. Yes. You're like, okay, I can throw 300 feet. I threw hard. Ballista Pro, 40 feet short. Yeah, because that's an overstable disc. I, I threw a flippy one. But yeah, okay. I, I could have thrown a Havoc. Going up that hill. Well, and you throw a Blister Pro 560 feet flat here in the valley? Yeah, 550. Yeah. And I threw it uphill on a hyzer and it went less than 300. <laughs> like, it's amazing. Now, if you would have thrown a Maverick, would you have gotten more distance out of it? Uh, probably about the same just because it's slower. Okay. But if I were to gone like... Like a Shrike or yeah, a Turn or yeah, something. Yeah, then I'd get all the way up. What is a Trilogy one that's understable like that? For me, it's Ballista. Oh, okay. I don't, yeah, I don't throw less than that. But I'm just wondering if, if it would like be a Havoc you to or bag a one. Freedom or King or Queen. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I have a super flippy musket. It's been getting mileage yeah. <laughs> since the Trilogy Challenge last year. Well, and a 40-foot putt is, you know, not... not but straight uphill with insane. weird yes. side mountain footing. crazy putt. So if you can get another 10, 20 feet close to the basket. Huge. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. So, I, don't know. I just I want you all to play mountain golf. I'm it's caddying for Chris. Amazing, <laughs> it's amazing. It is fun. It is really really fun. Uh, and come out to Utah and play it. It's great here, but I'm sure it's great everywhere. And mountain style courses are all over the place. I've played them in California. I've played yeah. them like I said. Yeah, South Northern Dakota. California. Even Southern California has some that are kind of play like mountain style courses. Okay. Um, Colorado, Idaho, Montana, South Dakota, everywhere. Yeah. Find one. Um, play it. And, uh, but I guess my point is, though, it doesn't need to be like a 14,000-foot mountain no. to play on or a just ski resort there. It just needs – what kind of more we're talking about is just big terrain changes, big elevation changes. and Yeah. Ski resorts are naturally fitting for it because they're groomed. They're like, cleared out. They're cleared anyway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you find an awesome one, let me know. I want to play them all. There's got to be more mountain more- – there are a lot at like uh, no, but there's so many little ski hills like all throughout the Midwest and the the Northeast. Yeah, um, that are just tiny little mountains. They've got to have a lot of those. Have got to have. I would think baskets. so. If not, they should because it's something to do. Yeah, in if you have a summer. ski resort without a disc golf course, make them put one in, and then I'll come play it. <laughs> uh, I would like to make that keep that same promise, but when my kids are older, it'd probably be more realistic for me to be able to sneak away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love mountain golf. I think if I ever do a tour, it'll be like a mountain tour. So I'll just spend a summer playing every mountain tournament I can. Yeah. Kind of like that you. upper Midwest through Utah, Montana. Just, yeah. I mean, even, even some of like Oregon, like Milo looks almost like mountain golf. It's not as elevation. I've been doing in the summers. You just go on a road trip and play courses. Along I should, the way. I should. 
That's how I played Spearfish. I think I played four courses on that trip. Actually, last time I road tripped, I did stop and play a few. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It is. I played a little nine in Rock Springs, Wyoming. That was a lot of fun. Desert style course. Um, Short and fun. Like, yeah, really, really little fun kind of point and shoot little course. I think it was in Rock Springs. And then I played two in... Uh, what is the capital of South Dakota? Rapid City. And then Spearfish on the way out. Okay. But, yeah. It's fun. Disc golf is fun. Right. And it's nice. Like, it's not... Uh, I mean, as long as you don't have to get somewhere <laughs> at a certain amount of time, it doesn't take up a lot of space in your car to have some, some discs in a bag. Yeah. I mean, I keep my backpack, you know, Pretty. in my car almost all the time. Pretty reasonable. Yeah. It's, I mean, it takes up the space of a backpack. Yeah. I'm guessing a lot of people listen to the show, though, probably do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, we all kind of have that itch. Yeah. If you're listening to Disc Golf Podcasts, you probably, you have, probably discs have discs in your, in your car, car right now. Right now. Yeah. I don't. You don't have Because any. I just emptied it. I, I have a hard time believing there's not a disc in your car. Unless there's one under the seat, because I literally emptied out the back, because okay. I'm watching a dog, and when she's in my car, she has free reign, and it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, so I took everything out, just so she couldn't play with anything. Oh, because she can hop in from like the trunk yeah. to the back seat. because it's a hatchback, Yeah. so she has the whole car. And you don't have the little fence? Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, there are always discs in there. Yeah. I have, I don't know, over 100 in my car right now. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well. You know what else is awesome? Top Gun. Top Gun. Yes, we have an email. Yeah, we got a message. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'm going to back him up here. One thing, this is from Ray. Just uh, read the whole thing. One thing I've always found mind-boggling is everyone's love for the Maverick. It's uncontrollable. Every time I throw it, it goes right into the danger zone. <laughs> love to hear your previewing thoughts on the new movie. Also, if Tom Cruise played disc golf, what would be in his bag besides a Maverick? Uh, okay, so there's three things here. Uh, it took me a little while <laughs> to get his joke, but you know, I got it oh, and, man. and I, I did smile. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, well played Ray. Second, the, uh, previewing, Top Gun, um, preview thoughts, Top Gun Maverick. I, all right, I'm going to go back in time here. Top Gun was my favorite movie. It's pretty far games. up. Yeah. Uh, that, for my birthday in 1989, I think it was, um, I got Top Gun on VHS. That was the first movie I ever got. Nice. On that, that wasn't like a Donald Duck cartoon or you know a, a Dino Riders cartoon. Like it was the first actual movie that I got. And I think VHS was were pretty expensive still then. Like uh, at one point it was like a hundred dollars to buy a, a VHS movie. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, before you know, video movie companies figured out like, oh, there's a market for this and we can make money. You know, uh, it's not taking away from our theatrical re-releases. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but boy, I wore that VHS out. I haven't seen the original Top Gun, well, Top Gun, in years. But I did spend. Uh, I've lived for about five years and still own a house in Oceanside, California which is where Kelly, Kelly McGillis's house from Top Gun is, the one where they make out on oh, yeah. And so that's like a landmark in Oceanside, which shows how few landmarks Oceanside actually has. 
it is a very beat down and disrepair house. They there's always talk of like a hotel buying it and like making it into a cute little coffee shop or something. Maybe that's happened, but that hadn't happened the whole time I was there. Okay. So long story short, I have a history with Top Gun. Uh, love that movie. When I heard they were making a new one, wasn't super excited about it. I thought, eh, this doesn't look that great. Then just put it out of my mind for a couple of years. And then I saw the trailer for Top Gun Maverick. And we're back. Oh my goodness. Uh, that is That trailer is everything that 10-year-old Gavin loved. <laughs> everything. Jets and motorcycles and Tom Cruise. And, yeah, uh, yes, everything. Uh, I think I had the Top Gun soundtrack like on the cassette or something. Like uh, I was very much into Top Gun. That's amazing. And the... So... You could also say like, well, this looks like, you know, fun nostalgia, but the sequences of the flying in that movie are insane. I I forgot how much I like jets because you just don't, there's no iron Eagles anymore. There's no top gun. Well, there's a top gun getting made, but you know, there's not jet movies like that. That was a staple in the eighties was the, just the jet movie, uh, or the helicopter, you know, with airwolf or whatever. But, uh, I am, I was, that trailer uh, is a is a plus five on the body scale. Yeah, I'm, yeah, <laughs> it's it's everything it should be, and then way more. Yeah, I just, I can't really argue. I'm I mean I I grew up wanting to be a fighter pilot, and then I kept growing, and then I couldn't. <laughs> uh, which is you'd okay. have a hard time flying a, a commercial airliner. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't fly anything. Maybe like an RC plane, um, but uh, yeah, I love Top Gun too. As long as they don't put in another volleyball montage. Well, no, it's a football. In time. the second one, yeah. In the trailer, they're I'm okay a football. with it. I'm okay with it. Well, now, why didn't you like the? Volleyball? No, I loved it. Oh, it just—it has to be its own. Oh, okay. They can't—they okay. can't try to bring that back. That's oh. epic. Yeah, like that. it is the most homoerotic and awesome scene. Yes, in any movie. Yeah. It, yeah, that yeah. has to—that has to be left alone. But I'm very excited as well. I just, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Oh. How many times have you done the Top Gun high five with people? Like the up and the down? A lot. Oh, yeah. A lot. I've taught oh, yeah. teenage kids that. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It yeah. Had, yeah. I've tried doing it with my kids, but their arms are so short, it's hard. <laughs> you just, like, hit them in the back. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, we'll get it. But I will teach them at some point. No, Top Gun is... Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for that movie. Yeah, it's a ways out. Yeah, it's a right. year away. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. Um, but, uh, there's another part to his question. Okay. Uh, if Tom Cruise played disc golf, how do you know he doesn't? That's true. I, I don't know. I just, what would be in his bag besides a Maverick? Is there a disc called the clear? I don't think so. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know. You know what? I think I wish there was a disc called the goose just yeah. as tribute. Oh, he has a world cause it's got a goose. On <gasps> it. Yep. He throws lots of worlds in memory yeah. rip. There you go. Um, I think it's a duck on a world. Is it a duck? I don't know. We'll go with it anyway. Maybe it's some kind of waterfowl. Yeah. Close enough. <laughs> Remi- it reminds him of goose. goose. I don't know. Um, it's probably some 
Swedish or Finnish version of one of them that I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's... It's Waterfowl. It's Waterfowl. That's one of my favorite stamps. I, I don't know why, but I, I love that world stamp. I don't blame you. Um, I don't know what Tom Cruise would throw. I think he would throw a Maverick in every plastic. He'd yeah. probably carry like eight of them. Oh, sorry. Speaking of Maverick, his helmet has the same paint scheme. Oh, the, the new, new one? is the old one. It's fantastic. <laughs> How long have you been flying? <laughs> um, so Tom Cruise would throw... It's hard to say what discs he would throw because you know what Tom Cruise would throw? Exactly what was right for his style. I don't think he's the type of person that... I think he's so intense yep. that he would figure out how he throws and find the exact discs and the exact weight yep. that would complement his throwing style. Yeah, kind of just the right tools for the job. Yeah, Never. I don't, and, and, and I don't think anyone would ever see him play until he... Was amazing. Was, was good. Yeah. Like genuinely good. And he probably would get genuinely good at it. Yeah. He's a he's an intense fella. Yeah. And I, th- I think it would be like a no-nonsense approach. Where yeah. I'm like a total nonsense approach. He would just throw the shot as intended and execute every time. Yeah. And he'd be pleasant. Yeah. Well. Well, no. I've, I've, heur- I've hopefully. heard people that have met Tom Cruise and talked to people that have met Tom Cruise and they say he's... Um, like incredibly engaging. Nice. And, like he's the type of guy that will like look you right in the eye and talk to you and like Aww, have like cool. a genuine interest in you. Uh, so much so that it's like whoa, you know, like you don't. It's, that's cool. It's because everything is intense with this guy. Uh, I'm not the Tom Cruise apologist like I am the Keanu Reeves apologist, but sounds like he's kind of close. He he might be like next tier. I mean, he's Maverick. Yeah, and he's Cole Trickle. <laughs> yeah you 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 might be too young for this but um there when like home theaters were starting to become kind of a big thing and like surround sound uh-huh. when you still had tube tvs but mm-hmm. you know surround sound was becoming a thing that you know was more affordable in people's homes and you'd go to rc willie or to the home theater store and mm-hmm. um they had a demo button on the home theater display for five years or so there were two movies and only two movies that would be on those demos top gun top gun and days of thunder oh man because the sound design was so good yeah and you get so much display the only thing that then one came in that worked in the mix and kind of took over which was jurassic park also a good score yeah but not top gun yeah but it's not jets though jets showcase the sound system better well that t-rex scene where he's attacking the cars and like roaring that's pretty good. And there's the well, it was actually pretty impressive because you'd had like the, the surround sound of the water yeah. falling, the rain, and everything. Okay, fine. Um, but jets. But no. And when people would want to show off their home theater, people would buy Top Gun and Days of Thunder so they could show off their home theater system to you. Yeah. Hey, hold on. Check this out. Fast forward. Yeah. Fast forward. Fast forward. Yeah. Play. Yeah. On boy. their VHS tape. <laughs> yep. Uh, boy. The days. The world was an interesting place. Yeah. Not too, not too young for that. Okay. Yeah. No, I remember demo stereos. Yeah. Oof. yeah. Was it Top Gun or, or Days of Thunder? I don't remember what played. I just okay. remember shaking. Yeah. Go in there, crank it up, and just... <laughs> that was my favorite part of going to the store. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> oh, that was fun. All right. Well... Um, if anyone knows Tom Cruise, let me know if he plays disc golf. Yeah. If not... I, I would go ahead and venture that he doesn't. You know, I but I don't think he golfs, or I don't think he has a hobby as much as he is just working on his next thing. 
Yeah. Seems like a pretty intense dude. Yeah, I think you're right. And no nonsense, just yeah. Bullet points. Check them yeah. all. Keep no, going. I think he's. I don't think I could hang with Tom Cruise because I don't think he hangs. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Not that I not that I don't think he would be a nice enough he guy or pleasant have enough a person. But yeah, I think he's got. I think he's got cockroach thing. It's like he stopped or he's going. Yep. Yep. Or he's dead. Those are the, the yeah. two phases, yeah. Um, but speaking of uh, you know movies that I was excited to see when I saw the trailer, I went to the movies today actually, and I saw a little movie called Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, <laughs> which is the official title. Uh, this is another movie that when I, unlike Top Gun Two, you know, or Top Gun Maverick, when I heard about it, I didn't go eh, okay. When I heard they were spinning off a Hobbs and Shaw with Jason Lee and or Jason Lee, Jason Statham and the rock movie. I was all in when time they're making a fast and furious, anything I'm all in. Uh, and then I saw the trailer and the trailer again, plus five. I mean, I'm black Superman. What's going on here? Uh, the movie is everything that you want a spinoff from the fast and the furious to be. There is. Is it, is it satirical? No, I it's, wouldn't say it's, it's satirical. Because um, I see that trailer and I just I see spoof. I'm laughing. We'll see that. Okay. Because I love Fast and the Furious, but I could not get myself on board with Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, really? I just I don't know. All right. Well, let's let's talk about this then. Okay, go. Um, so when I hear satire, I think it's something that is making fun of something else. You yeah, know, or done like, in jest. Done in jest. This movie is not done in jest. Okay. It, it's very much within the universe of the Fast and Furious movies. Dom Toretto is not in this movie. Spoilers for something that doesn't happen. Uh, but he and Letty are out there somewhere. You know, you know that they are because this is the, these are the same characters. These are the same stuff they reference. Other times they've had to save the world. Um, but and it the <laughs> I'm watching this movie and Idris Elba is you know plays black superman mm-hmm. and uh he has this magic motorcycle it's not literally magic but he, what he can do on his motorcycle might as well be magic yeah uh <laughs> there's this scene where they're having a car chase uh well the rock and jason's and hobbs and shaw are in a mclaren running Ooh. away driving away from idris alba on his motorcycle okay uh and I'm watching this and just how amazing this is and thinking this came from a movie about street racers who, who hijacked DVD players. That's what the plot for the original yep. fast and furious was. These are guys who did drag racing and hijacked DVD players and CD players. Yeah. Hey, high tech man. Those electronics. Yeah. Uh, that from those guys, like evolved this. Yes, where where the high like the coolest thing they had was 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 nitrous in their motor or in their oh, in their car. Gosh, uh, to black Superman. And you had this thought while you were watching it. Oh yeah, and with in grinning ear to ear the whole time, just so pleased that we got there from here. Oh man, because uh, you go see a Marvel movie and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's like there's your disbelief has to be suspended at the door. I mean, it's a guy builds a exoskeleton suit that can fly and do amazing things. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and then there's a Hulk and there's a God a and, Norse a God, and there's, yeah. And there's all this stuff, yeah. you know? So, uh, you, but you knew that going in because those mm-hmm. characters, you know, you're familiar mm-hmm. with them. You knew that it would go somewhere and that it was going to be something amazing. Who knew <laughs> from <laughs> Paul Walker and Vin Diesel in a street Stealing racing movie, DVD players and civics. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. They were driving Civics and hijacking 18-wheelers full of DVD players in L.A. Yep. Hey, man, quality cinema. Yeah. Uh, That you would get Black Superman. Uh, Nobody could have seen it. No. If you did, then, boy, more power to you because you're worth billions of dollars now. You you are Nostradamus? Yeah. That's, I mean... Wow. I mean, he's wrong now, but yeah. Well, he's—I don't think he's ever been right. Uh, yeah, a couple things, but when you <laughs> predict a million things, you'll get something. Well, and when your predictions are a dragon rises in the fall to meet the dawn's morning, there it is—the Titanic sunk. That's it. <laughs> Real quick side tangent. Okay. Thing about Titanic. Titanic two is supposed to set sail in a couple years. Uh-huh. First, I hope they find an iceberg that they can run into. I don't think they will. But second, if I bought a ticket and they didn't run into an iceberg, I'd be a little bummed. Yeah. Well, I think like, isn't, that, gonna, isn't that the real experience? I think it's just is going to stay in the Caribbean. Like, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're steering well clear of the, the North Atlantic. I don't think there's any ice up there anyway. Yeah. We're going from Jamaica to Barbados and back. That's it. That's it. Titanic 2, maiden voyage. <laughs> They'll sink on something else, some reef, some bleached reef. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll hit the Bermuda Triangle. Um, oh gosh. Uh, okay. <laughs> we're pretty. We're pretty stray. Yeah. All right. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw. I don't want to spoil anything. Scale it. It just came out today as we're recording this, so I'm definitely not going to put any spoilers in. Um, on the Bodhi scale. Remember, uh, an even Bodhi is doing exactly what it should be doing. Going above and beyond that, you get plus points. Going below, you get minus. Hobbs and Shaw is a perfect Bodhi. Okay. It's an exactly even Bodhi. Okay. Which is a, a recommendation yep. for those of you confused. Yep. You Zero and up is a, a recommendation. Yeah, it's exactly what you want it to be. And it's exactly okay. what it should be. Uh, it delivers on just about everything in the trailer. Does it not feel kind of like trailer. Fast Five? Is, I think Five is where the Rock and Vin Diesel fight all the time. Is that the one in uh, Brazil? Maybe. Um, no. Okay. It's it's more. If I had to compare it to a Fast and Furious movie, it would be more like seven or eight. Like it's that okay. high level okay. of just insanity. So there's there's still probably just... more like eight than seven. Okay. Seven's where they're jumping the car from yeah. the tower to the tower in Dubai. Yeah. Uh, where they start showing like the that. budget they have now. Oh, this one had I think it was like two hundred million. They yeah. spent on this movie, and I Might can't well imagine flaunt. they're not going to get it back this weekend. <laughs> it's. Crazy. Uh, and the reason why it's an even Bodhi is, uh, and, and you asked, is it parody? Um, it definitely leans hard into comedy mm-hmm. and, and, um, there are probably half a dozen scenes where it's Statham and the rock throwing insults at each other. Yeah. And you see some of that in the trailer, but there's a lot of them. Okay. And for this podcaster, they got a little tedious at times. Um, it was 
no one wanted to edit, I guess. And, you know, you don't need to. Just keep all of the banter. Yeah, I don't know how long the movie is. Probably two and a half hours. And it's entertaining. Uh, but some of the tedium got a little tedious. So, Whoa. But that uh, has more action scenes than... Well, enough. It has plenty of action it's, scenes. Yeah, from its franchise. They don't stop. Um, you know, the cold open of the movie just... It's good action. It keeps going. Um, and we talked about suspending your disbelief, like with a Marvel movie. It, check your disbelief at the door. <laughs> well, at the door. <laughs> you know, when, I mean, it's, yeah, there, there's, there's nothing believable about this movie. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a lot of cameos that are kind of fun. Okay. Uh, oh, a handful of cameos. Um, but I got to say the least believable thing in this movie and the thing that rubbed me the, the most, uh, and I still enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. Um, is the fact that Jason Statham and his sister are at least 20 years apart in age. <laughs> He's at least 20 years older than her. <laughs> and it shows flashbacks to them as kids and they're like the same, maybe three years apart. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. Yeah. So. Or he just doesn't age very well because of his lifestyle. You know, you could you could which say is that. probably relevant given well, the character. But in reality, he's I think at least twenty yeah, years yeah, older probably. than the probably. actress. Uh, and he looks great for a man in his fifties, and she looks fantastic for, for a woman a twenty-five in her 30s. year old. <laughs> She's in her thirties, but yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Although if that's if that's the biggest complaint, that's a pretty good. Oh, that's pretty good movie. That's the least realistic thing in the movie. Yeah. Including Black Superman. I mean, but, I, I just saw those. Yeah. Uh, it's so fun. Okay. It's so fun. I, 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 if you enjoyed the other Fast and the Furious movies. Check it out. Um, yes. If you thought Fast and the Fur- Too Fast, Too Furious was the height of entertainment, you actually might like this because it leans into that comedy like that. Uh, uh, two is awful. Yeah, it is. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a ton of fun. So, even Bodie for for uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Is there anything else, Chris? I think we're. Uh, that's think all we're I've got. It. That's all I've got. Cool. Go play disc golf. Uh, right in. Give us some hypotheticals. Yeah. Uh, we'd like, I like to talk do another episode of those. Yeah. And uh, next time we talk, Chris may or may not have played the Solitude Open. I guess it depends on the schedule. Yeah. It'll be close, or it'll be like day before or right after. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, But until next time, keep throwing plastic. Cheers.